Um, well, um, I found a study that I was looking at online when I was looking for my dissertation question, um, and it was called Honest Truths, where it kind of discusses the ethical side of documentary filmmaking. And yeah. in it, there was a section where it started talking about certain filmmakers didn't feel there was a huge obligation to um sort of protect subjects that may be ethically lacking themselves and I was just quite interested in that side of things and how yeah, yeah. how filmmakers feel about it in comparison also to like academic opinion as well um yeah. so I am I'm doing a visual dissertation which is where um it's it's kind of like in the form of a video essay um so I thought it'd be cool to just get some um, great primary sources that people that actually are in the industry practicing as well as academic opinion, because um, many people like in that write books will write things. But if you're not actually doing it, you know, sometimes it's not the same thing writing about it. So, um, Long 
conversation about how actually ethically we could not we couldn't do that we couldn't reconcile that for ourselves the idea that we would know that what he'd said even though we knew it applied to to, to our case we knew that in that in that specific instance he wasn't talking about our case and to make it look like he was would absolutely be painting him in a light other than what he'd intended so i think that for us as documentary filmmakers myself and my two directors that is really important that we retain people's agenda as they intended it in that moment so we work really hard to try and draw out you know if we do feel the subject is morally lacking we work really hard to try and draw that out just on their own actions rather than in a sort of editorial sense um and i guess that's that's also the really interesting line with different you know some filmmakers who who will uh, be prepared to sort of blur that line more editorially and who do more of that work in the edit and other filmmakers where perhaps I and mean, you could argue it's perhaps a more honest way who would would do that editorializing in the filming so for example michael moore he does that editorializing in the filming because he's there specifically saying to people uh, he's there specifically saying to people you know, this is what I think of you, this is how I view you. Um, so he's taking that one standpoint within the filming, so in a way that person has the right to reply. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, yeah, I mean, it's, it's also a very interesting kind of move because uh, well, the difference between, say, documentary filmmaking and television, um, where, you know, somebody, a broadcaster like the BBC, absolutely has to give um, anyone that you're criticising in any way or showing in any unfavourable light, even if that be just pure observational footage which you haven't edited at all. So just the fact that they're not showing favourably, you have to have a right to reply. So that's a really interesting juxtaposition, I guess, where documentary filmmaking is allowed to be much more subjective. And I honestly don't think that there's a single documentary filmmaker out there who's entirely objective. I think it's all subjective. We always bring our own kind of set of morals, our own set of beliefs to filmmaking, no matter how much that we can kind of free ourselves of them. So, um, yeah, I suppose that the documentary filmmaking form really leaves that at the hands of the filmmaker so much more than television, um, which is sort of guarded by these stricter rules. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, to- I totally agree. Um, and I think the point that you made about, like, I think a lot of people in terms of audiences might not entirely understand that, like, um, that pretty much all documentaries are subjective. So it kind of, it kind of asks for, some people believe there's like a, another expectation for them. And when they don't necessarily fulfill the expectation in terms of like objective versus subjective, they might feel a bit like it's not as trustworthy some people might yeah. feel like that yeah yeah definitely yeah definitely um i think that happens quite a lot in documentaries i mean i often feel that way as well but mm-hmm. if i feel a film is making a really strong point i i do really want to hear that other voice purely to know that they acknowledge it's there mm-hmm. um and and i think that is well of course it's not uh, everyone has their own style and there are many really strong songs that only make one point but I think there are so many ways to include that other voice that can be you know 
in sort of uh, sardonic, sarcastic ways that can be through humour, that can be just straight up showing a news report that indicates the other side. So there's so many ways to integrate that other voice, but often I think that when you totally ignore it, you actually make a less strong point because you seem blinkered and you seem like you don't, you haven't acknowledged that there is another side to it. Mm. Um, so I do, I think, I think that is sort of important. I mean, we were, um, with our film, we've kind of, I think we understood straight away that the way it would be the strongest is to set it up showing that the death penalty is a contentious issue, showing that there are people who are for and people who are against it, you know, showing that there are many different opinions and people feel positive or negative towards it for many different reasons, because it sort of allowed us to show that this was a really important issue. And in a way, I think if we only show people who were against it, it would seem like it's just a done deal that nobody's talking about. Mm. Yeah, so it kind of makes our point stronger to show that there is debate and discussion. Yeah. Um, and I think that's often that's often true, actually. Um, and just like you were saying, I think that that can help to reach an audience as well in a sense that something is much more real and close to the truth. And it gives us a much more power for an audience to feel that rather than to sort of feel, well, I'm just watching a piece of somebody's opinion, mm. which which is often what much of documentary filmmaking is, of course. It is, it is opinion supported by characters and narrative and truth, but... In terms of um, the idea of manipulation, um, um, I mean, part of my research, I noticed what came up a lot was the idea of whether it's okay to manipulate like facts, sequences, or meanings of images if it means telling the story more effectively or help to help the audience grasp the overall themes of the story. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, what, what do you what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think that that kind of speaks to what I was saying before with the story of the prosecutor, mm. um, of feeling like we would have been able to much more effectively communicate that story and perhaps much more strongly if we manipulated the truth. But actually, when it came down to it, it just felt like a very unethical thing to do. You know, we have absolutely, we have no um, sort of contractual obligation to that man. And I strongly disagree with his principles, so, you know, in, in theory, I should be willing to, to sort of do whatever I want with that material, but actually, it was just so interesting that at the end of the day, it just felt incredibly unethical to kind of step over that line, and I think you do, as a documentary filmmaker, when somebody gives you the permission to allow you to film their life or to film an interview, you know, contrary to television where people sign release forms immediately before you've even done the filming, we always do that right at the end so people know what they said, they have the ability to say, you know, I don't want that included and obviously we we retain sort of creative and editorial control but at least I think the relationship between filmmaker and subject for us it's really important that that remains quite trusting and I think that if you begin to manipulate the images you have, you run into difficulties. Um, and you, you sort of ruin, you know, I see documentary filmmaking as something that's a relationship to the world forever. So I sort of don't want to end up um, ruining a relationship with one documentary subject and potentially that 
about having ramifications, you know, who knows where a different film in the future. Um, and I think that you gain a reputation as a filmmaker as well, being somebody that people know they can trust to be honestly represented or to honestly represent them. At least, you know, not, not in what they want to be, but in what they show you, at least. So I can't, you know, I can't sort of promise to make someone into a god because that's what they wish they were. <laughs> but if they express themselves in those terms, I have some responsibility, I think, to reflect that in the material that I use. Um, having said that, there's just, you know, there's obviously, there's so many instances where manipulation of images to the wrong effect can be, can be so powerful brilliant. I mean, there's so much art um, beyond documentary filmmaking. There's so much art that does that and does that so well. Thinking about someone like Set Boy, for example. Mm. Um, you know, those kind of mashups make a point so well and their total misappropriation of images. Um, so there's definitely a satirical place, I think, for that. Um, it's just that, to me, the world of documentary filmmaking has to tread a very fine line. Um, and yeah, it's not to say I suppose it's not to say that you would never end up putting an image in a different you know, often we we reorder events so that it tells the story more powerfully. Well, you could argue that that was a manipulation because we're not telling something chronologically, but it really helps you to be along with the narrative and to understand the story better. So we might tell you something from the end right at the beginning and then work backwards. Um, so I think there's a lot of grey, there's a lot of grey around that. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that answer is very roundly answered. Sorry. No, no, it's great. Thank you. Um, I also, um, that something that came up in the study was that um, a lot of the, there was about 41 filmmakers that were interviewed and some of them remained anonymous because they didn't feel completely comfortable with speaking about like some of their ethical behaviour publicly in case of being maybe blackballed in the industry. Um, and But some of them were complaining in a sense that there isn't really a set guideline for documentary filmmakers to follow as there are for journalists. So it can be difficult sometimes, especially if you're a new filmmaker, to make an ethical decision. Um, if you know, like, that's one that's, that's difficult. Um, do you think that there should be maybe a more set, clear universal guidelines for ethics for documentary or is that something that's not that might inhibit artistic expression oh that's a good question um i mean i think there are some guidelines for example the idea of paying contributor it's sort of very clear that uh, unless you're recompensing say an expert for their time or you're paying some of the loss of earnings, but you don't pay a documentary contributor, so you can't be accused of sort of buying their opinion to be a certain way. So I think there are there are those very loose guidelines. Um, I mean, to me, the answer is probably not a strict framework that people can work to. It's more a stronger supportive community of documentary filmmakers. So as a new filmmaker, I think it's probably more useful to be able to know that there was a group of people um, where you could go and ask somebody experienced what their take on an ethical dilemma might be, rather than an actual framework. Because I think it's just, there's so many permutations and it is so um, sort of situation specific. Um, 
that it, it can be really tricky, um, I'd say, to have a framework that actually sort of um, caught all of those issues. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. And I think I would also worry about what that would do to restrict um, sort of artistic expression. But I, I think that a stronger community where people can feel free to ask other questions, there is a strong documentary community, but perhaps it, that could be more formalised. So maybe there needs to be more of an uh, ethics committee, for example, which was just an informal structure that allows documentary filmmakers at any stage in their career to speak to other people. Um, because I think that the more you're sort of exposed to documentary filmmaking, the more you encounter these situations, the more you have to navigate your way through them. And hopefully, the more equipped you are to deal with the next one. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> not always. But, um, but I, think that, I think that more could be done to strengthen the resources that other, do- that other documentary filmmakers could share. So, really, maybe, yeah, more of a community of sharing rather than some kind of formal guidelines. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, that is something that definitely, I think... A lot of the filmmakers said at the end when I was kind of reading the conclusion is that there does need to be like a stronger sort of community where we can discuss these things openly without feeling like um, you're going to be sort of cut out of the community because of something you might have done um, that you weren't too sure about. Um, Also, going to um, evolution of of the industry in a sense, um, technology, as I've noticed, has... Influenced documentary quite heavily. Um, yeah. How do you think like um, the evolution of either camera, um, editing, technology has like influenced the industry in terms of ethics? In terms of ethics, I mean, I think that obviously um, what that what the sort of evolution of technology, the accessibility of technology, the um, the evolution of yeah, and the accessibility and ability of people to use editing software now has obviously increased, vastly increased the number of people who are able to do those things. And that's a really great thing for the industry that there are many more people making documentary films. But I suppose it also means there's kind of a whole bank of people who perhaps haven't, don't have the experience and are more likely to more quickly encounter those ethical issues. Um, purely because of not sort of having had the time to grow within the industry in the way that you normally would have. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's necessarily a bad thing, um, and probably not long term a bad thing, um, because definitely one thing about the documentary film industry is that it's a non, well, the independent documentary film industry, anyway, is a non hierarchical structure. So really, if you expose yourself to all of the different elements of documentary filmmaking, if you're out there gaining experience, you don't have to climb a ladder. So you could climb one ladder one step and skip across to another ladder that's much higher up. And I think that it's much less sort of um, uh, rigid Mm. in its structure than maybe other industries. So even though you might suddenly have this large influx of very green filmmakers who, because they do have access to a camera and editing software, are able to um, kind of move into the industry more quickly than you would have and perhaps have less experience and, you know, be making films when they really lack the sort of ethical support. Um, I, just, I 
think that's something that you learn very quickly. Like I was saying before, the more that you put yourself in those situations, the more you get a steer on what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, how to handle the relationship with a contributor. So I think it's, while I can envisage it might be a problem, I think it's probably more of a short-term problem. And it's something that people pick up quite quickly. Um, I guess that the one thing that that influx has meant is that suddenly there are a huge boom in documentary films and in a way that perhaps um, sort of, uh, those people who are less experienced making those films are kind of an abundant, the market is in a way flooded, I guess, so like not ethically, I can see that that could be a short term issue ethically, but I think that um, more long term there's a kind of boom of films which has made, meant that for example sales agents are much harder to get and mm. it's much harder to get your documentary film out there because there's so much more sort of cloud when before or previously documentary films were quite kind of unique in their release um, and now I mean it's only a, a kind of it's only a good thing because obviously it forces us all to make better films but it definitely means it's, it's become harder yeah I'd say yeah um yeah um that is probably my last question. Thank, um, thank you so much for your responses. No, not at all. Um, I'm, let me know, just send me an email if anything's too rambly and you want me to say something more clearly. <laughs> <laughs> because I really have just kind of, um, yeah, very much just sort of um, going with thinking, going <laughs> and thinking and going and thinking. But just let, <laughs> let me know if anything doesn't work. Oh, it sounded sounded great to me, but um, I'll let you know. But I'll also um, I'll send you the the video when I'm finished with it. If you if you want yeah, to, yeah, I'd love to see it. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, and do you let us know like what kind of um what kind of areas are you specifically interested in? In in documentary specifically? Yeah, or like in in film. What are you or what are you sort of hoping to do? I guess. Um, I really hope to to get into documentary, especially like um, I like directing documentaries or just working on them in general. To be honest with you, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not a lot of people in my in my uni do documentary. Actually, I found my year especially, no one's really interested. So it's like there's only a few of us that really are interested in doing it. But that's I found to enjoy that, even though it's very difficult to do. I just found it to enjoy it a lot more than doing narrative films. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> um, but um, no, it's just really good to know because obviously, if we uh, we're like we're always developing new stuff and trying to do different kinds of films. So um, if there's ever a time we need help, I can just sort of send you an email and see if you're free or something. It might be cool to kind of work together or something. Oh, certainly that'd be brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wishes. All right. Well, good luck with it. Oh, thank you. And, um, um, yeah, I'll, I look forward to seeing it. Oh, thank you very much. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. No problem. All right. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.